Welcome to another Not For Nothing with your host, Chris and Chris. What's up, party people? Get down, party people. A little more upbeat this week. Um, not, that, not, not that we're not, not that we're not still, uh, you know, reeling from the, from the, the, the face of the nation, but we, we felt, mm. felt it important to get a show on the books again this weekend and maybe we can add a little levity to your life, but we, I think we're going to touch on some interesting and still important topics today. Chris, how are you doing? I'm, I, like you said, I'm doing, I think I'm doing much better. Um, I'm in a, a little bit better of a headspace with, um, with everything going on around us, but, um, uh, feeling better about doing a show, you know, Good. um, and, and sort of reconnecting with, uh, friends and people this through this way and, and, uh, but still trying to continue on with some, um, positive energy and, uh, uh, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the changes and whatnot that, uh, you know, not to let sort of let this sort of drift off in the background. Yeah. Like we probably normally have in the past. Yeah. I think so. So I know you, you sent some great show notes here and I, I want to get through them, but I think that just to keep in that, in that sort of mind, mind frame, um, because you had uh, texted me about it and I read a, a pretty, uh, the piece you sent from ESPN, uh, about the removal of the Confederate flag in, NASCAR all night future NASCAR sporting events um and it and the, which is something that I knew had happened as, and that was as of yesterday or the day before um but but a really good but a really good piece of, that you had sent around by Ryan McGee I believe um who's the NASCAR mm-hmm. NASCAR editor over or senior editor over at ESPN um which sort of gave a little bit of a of an interesting history of the Confederate flag having him having uh ancestors that actually fought for the Confederacy and uh, why it's just time for it to go away. Um, what were your thoughts, Chris? I, it, was an, it was an incredible... I, I'd say, you know, I, I'm not a NASCAR fan. I'll watch it once in a while uh, for some reason. But, you know, after a lap or two, you're like, all right, well, that's, you know, stupid. Um, but I, I get it. It's popularity and, it, and it's, and it's uh, you, know, you know, in certain parts of the country and whatnot and, and the following it. Uh, so for something like this to, to sort of happen um, in, in, in NASCAR banning the Confederate flag is I, I, I in, in some ways and, and specifically for sports, it, I can't imagine like a better symbol for what is happening right now. Yeah, I think, I, you know, it, it's sort of a, an example and, and, and uh, but, I, but at the same time, I, I can't, I can't imagine something more surprising. I, I, my favorite part of it, of, of NASCAR taking this step um, is a how how weird is it that NASCAR is more woke than the president? Um, yeah, which just, or the NFL? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we can. I mean, I I could do an entire show on Goodell and his like <laughs> hollow promises. Uh, I I also found that the the nice thing about this or the, 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 the promising thing about this is that by banning this, there's it's not coming back. You know, it's a like it's this is one of those things like what oh we don't want to lose it because we'll never get it back. This is a case where that is a good thing, um, because I can't imagine that they're going to be like all right we're going to be lenient on this. Like this is something that you now have to stand up for. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that this goes in stride with what's happening all across the South with you know 
statues being taken down. And I don't put a lot of stock in statues. I think statues are just dumb and gen- no one looks at it. No one's ever like, oh, the, let's go look at the statue. Like statues are just stupid. I just, I, I don't understand statues at all. Uh, but, I, I agree, but, but but I do. I like but I, those do mean more to a certain group of people too. Though those are more powerful, I think, because of because of how, how and wow or how, how and why and, and the history behind them and all that kind of stuff. So, like I I, I sort of um I I, uh, I understand maybe, the I, maybe symbolism. Not to misunderstand you, but but to to, to remove those things, I think I think is a, is a huge deal. One hundred percent, and I think that the NASCAR is doing that in their own way by removing right. the Confederate flag. I know that. There's people. There are people lobbying to remove the Confederate flag in all like uh, state buildings, government buildings. I, you know, I was shocked. I went to the. I one time went to uh, Austin with my wife, and we went to the, like the state govern the state. Uh, what the fuck is the, the state Senate building? Capitol or the- Capitol building? Uh, and saw like how many states have like had the Confederate flag in their mm-hmm. in their state flag, and then they were they also had it just on their flagpole, and I was like, this fucking feels weird, and. I think circling back to to McGee's article, uh, it's just something that people shouldn't have to feel. Uh, and and for, in his instance, it was like walking into a NASCAR event with friends, either white or black, and having to be like, "Ugh, you know, sorry." Right. The culture of this sport is is is, right. is based in, in 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 racism. Ultimately, I mean, right? Like, I I don't see that. Th- I don't see how there's an argument here that. It's a symbol of, of racism. It's yes. a symbol of oppression. And yes. just get it fucking out of there. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, and, and, and from that guy and, and his own perspective and calling it out and, and, and like you said, in his family, like, you know, being, you know, has a history or, of, of, of being slave owners and all that kind of stuff like that. It was just it, like the, the P, I've never seen an article sort of written like that, I think. Right. And, right. and his tone and 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 the and the idea that like you just you need this needs to stop you need to get over yourself right and and this this flag and these monuments and all these kind of symbolisms don't need to be out in public right and it's and 100%. i've seen other people use examples of like with with sort of nazi flags and the paraphernalia in germany that they that it doesn't exist you know sort of in public or even in within um may i don't even know if it's in museums or not but you know um and and another you know i've seen another someone make another argument about um you know here um, I, I don't even, I'm not even sure we have, uh, statues and symbolisms of like the North winning the civil war, right. You know, on, on being the victorious side, like it, we, there's not monuments of Grant and, 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 right. and Sherman and all these other people, uh, you know, there's Lincoln, but he was a president obviously. And, and it even goes so back to like Grant, the civil war. Like there's no, there's no monuments in honoring either, like, uh, the civil war on either, in either side, you know? So like this whole, this whole fallacy of, of sort of this, the Southern pride and, or these, these honoring these people from that time is like, it's complete bullshit. I agree. I mean, I'd take right? it. And it's just an excuse to, to sort of further their notion. And the, there's a whole history there too, that I'm actually starting to relearn a majority of the stuff and stuff I've been reading lately. And it just turned out that there's this grants, uh, documentary about Ulysses S. Grant on, on, on the history channel that aired a, like a week or two ago. That was really incredible. I actually watched it. You did. And, and it sort of, it touches on that. Yeah. And it t- touches on that sort of the after effects of the civil war a little bit and, and what happened. And it's, it's like the, 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 the stuff that they did to, to, to sort of ingrain the culture within the rest of the United States from that point forward, like is, is just, it's, it's jaw dropping. And like, and, and I'm ashamed to sort of not know this kind of stuff and, and, and well, I don't sort of think, just sort of let it has been. I don't think you should be ashamed 
I because I think this speaks to a point that uh, Greg Popovich made in 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 the podcast with, with uh, Pete Carroll, Petey Carroll, and uh, Peaches Carroll and, and Peaches. Steve Kerr. Uh, you know, Greg Popovich made a, an interesting point. I believe it was Pop. Maybe it was Carroll that said that they should be. You know, the, this is not because. This is not. You shouldn't take a lot of the blame on this. I mean, as a as a middle middle aged man, you probably should at this point. But I remember doing. I specifically was given Ulysses S. Grant in third grade to write a paper about. Like it was like everyone had to was given a present. I was given Ulysses S. Grant. I I didn't learn anything about him because it, yeah. because we, we're not taught anything. We're not taught about slavery. We're not taught about oppression. It's right. not in the curriculum, and it still isn't. You know, I mean. Sure, give it an excuse that in the 80s it wasn't, but it still isn't. And that should be a huge part of this reform, this Black Lives Matter movement, is that the money that we're spending on like counterterrorism in our own country could be put towards educating people on the truth and just being like, here's the, here's the reality of, of slavery and how this country was built and stop like overshadowing or just, or, or brushing it under the rug because it's not pretty or it's not fun to talk about. Like it's not fair to have a false history. Um, and, right. and it's just continued to be taught in, in our, in our classrooms. So for, to hear you say that you, you know, you, you had a little bit of an eye opening moment learning about Ulysses Grant. I, I think that that, I think that that's the case with a lot of things. I think I think we stop learning at a certain age, um, and and what we learned when we were younger may not actually be the truth. Right, and and that's more to my point is that is that that there's the whole thing. I didn't know, really know about this, but I've been reading a lot about it lately, and it has mainly about to do that documentary. And is that because of because of after the war and when Grant became president and then had trouble sort of. Uh, Integrating, you know, uh, slaves in the free and and, and being uh, acceptable throughout the country as as sort of equals, like they had, they were gaining momentum, and then a lot of uh, uh, politicians and powerful people throughout the country, even in the north, and there was this whole thing that, that was called the it was the the lost cause. Um, uh, there's another part of the term, but it's it's basically it was all a propaganda piece by people not wanting to accept and allow black people to be uh, deemed equal. Right, and they started rewriting history books, and they started integrating themselves in places where they could actually change and control the narrative going forth for the next hundred so years, and even to this day. So, stuff that we did learn in school books is directly related to that because it was done on purpose. Yeah, I, and I, and I didn't quite, I didn't quite actually really know that or understand that until I think right now, and well, that's horrifying to me that 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 sort of just became accepted and acceptable. Uh, without anybody sort of even trying to, I think, really maybe understand this or challenge this for, for the last 150 years or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think what you're talking about is the lost cause of the Confederacy, which was essentially a, an attempt by the South to rewrite history and, and, and sort of downplay their central role in slavery right. because of like how aggressively the North right. was trying to, to, to move forward. In freeing and emancipating slaves, right, and that's uh, why these statues got built. A lot of times, uh, there was like the sons and daughters of the Confederacy were like were some of the like uh, greatest um, Jim Crow. Yeah, yeah, no, but they were they were like advocacy groups or like uh, like special interest groups. Like now, what you have like in in within politics, who they uh, you know they were either giving money or influencing more other politicians to sort of make sure that these things these statues got built or other things started happening. And that history, history books or school books were written a certain way with a certain narrative, uh, and and creating you know uh, a favorable light 
to to sort of the the South and and to the the Confederacy. I mean, I can, I I'm gonna just stop here, which is shameful. I mean, I think we're getting too far down into this. I think we're getting ahead, not ahead of ourselves, over our pay grade. I don't, I I'm, I personally do not feel like I can speak eloquently on this subject anymore. But I will say this: I, I, I think that just to bring it back to sports and bring it back to the symbolism. uh, I don't know if you caught that they took the the statue of Jerry Richardson down from the front of the Carolina Panthers <laughs> I did. stadium. I did. Uh, and for those listeners that don't know, Jerry Richardson is a racist son of a bitch who used to own the Carolina Panthers and was forced to uh, sell them to the Teppers uh, because of allegations of, of racism and I think sexual misconduct. Sexual uh, harassment. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't want to run his name through the mud. Uh, but weirdly enough, no, he did that in, his, in, the sale of the, in the sale of the team clause, I didn't realize this, there was a clause in the sale that said mm-hmm. that they could not remove the statue, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess that clause is... Uh, is now been a uh, redlined. I don't know. I don't know the legal implications of it, but I'm. I'd well, be, they, I'd be the, the beautiful thing about this is that is that they. I think the team and maybe even the city came together, and and it's sort of. Um, it's not exactly exp- explicitly you know said this way, but you kind of read between the lines, and they were like they got they were worried for safety concerns because of statues course. are being torn down, of and they, if some sort of other group of people who just wanted to destroy and vandalize the statue. You know, it's it's plausible. Yeah, of course. But, it, but it, it was, it's a it's a really great uh, sort of end around here to yeah. put in the football term is to, is to be like we have to remove this statue for safety concerns and put it somewhere else to sort of protect it. The bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. So they had like the Department of Transportation. The city was involved, shutting down the streets, it, cording it all off. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, be- it's, it's a beautiful it's video if you want to watch it. It's a. It's worth. <laughs> it's worth watching. It feels very much like. I don't know. It's sort of satisfying like, yeah, in a weird way. It's really satisfying. It's. It, I know it that is, these are baby steps. I know that these, are, but they, these are meaningful steps. And and I, I get to going back to the like, I don't see how they can put this fucking thing back up. I just don't. They can't. They right? won't. They won't. It's just gone. I, it, it's, it's gone. It's gone. I think it's for all intents and purposes. And and Jerry Richardson, who is still alive, I know, which is great. Right, and like he he can't say anything. He's not going to do anything. So I think that's a, again like a, it's sort of a per- and this is all. Like he's, it's a side note in, 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 bigger sort of, uh, you know, chapters of what's going on here. But it, it is like, like you said, it, it is a sort of a, it, it's again, it's just, a, it's another little baby step in part of this whole process. I think that, um, the ridiculousness of a dude building his own statue in front of his own football stadium and for, for no reason at all. And he didn't say football up. in and it stays up. That's the part that blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to segue quickly, um, I know that I had, I texted you about this, but speaking of shitty owners, uh, had, you haven't had a chance to watch Blackballed on, uh, on, on, a Q Queeby, <laughs> or the fuck it's called, uh, the, uh, the, the documentary about, about the, uh, the LA Clippers and Donald no, K. Sterling. Well, I subscribed. Uh, I took a chance on the 40 on remembering to cancel in 14 days. You don't even days. get like a free, uh, time 14 period, days. like a 14 trial days. run? You get 14 days. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm about I'm about five episodes, and there's seven minute episodes into this documentary. It is so far so fucking engaging and so worthwhile checking out. I I can't. I mean, maybe it takes a tra- tragic turn. Well, the story does, but maybe like the production takes a tragic turn after like episode six, and it goes to shit. But as of right now, I am so engaged. I think that this documentary is so well done. My only the the only issue I have with it is for some reason they couldn't get. Blake Griffin to do a to do a an interview, but they've got you know Chris Paul, they've got DeAndre, they've got uh, 
Harrison Barnes or Matt Barnes, who's really fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Doc Rivers, uh, Jamel Hill, like really great interviews, really engaging. They sort of throw Michael Jordan under the bus, like right off the bat, like first episode <laughs> for creating this like money first mentality in the NBA. Uh, it is. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it was his fault. Yeah. And it's not his fault. It's just that like it was, a, it's it, the eighties were a different culture and, and that's why M- or nine, in 92 NBA players didn't speak out when the Rodney King riots happened and how, okay. and how the, because it was a, because, because of sort of a culture that Michael Jordan had started. Or, or, or sort of they're attributing it to him, but I think that's kind yeah, of a load of crap. Well, they don't because they, they don't because and I'll, because and I'll ask you this I'll ask you this question in in in, in sort of my sort of my answer to this. Yeah, because David Stern talked about it all in this documentary. No, I mean the so, so I'm listen. I'm only five episodes in, okay. and they only shit, they only shit on Jordan for like a heartbeat. But it is okay. kind of nice to hear Jordan. I mean, and it's Fair barely enough. a shit on, and they show a picture of Barkley. It's not just him, <laughs> like right because uh, if, if anything. If anything, it's it's more David Stern and his doing and his, his he's the one that that brought the NBA to what I it was. Couldn't, marketing I couldn't and the whole thing agree more. I couldn't agree more. And maybe they do. Maybe they do get into that. I I don't maybe. know. I I honestly think that I would be, I would love to see the parallel universe with David Stern handling this uh, instead of Adam Silver. I I think I think Donald oh, I think Donald We've Silver from- I think Donald Donald Sterling would still have a fucking basketball team. To be honest with you. Yeah, uh, Stern handled this for the last 20, 30 years or whatever. Yeah, like he yeah. didn't do anything, and because he didn't care, because yeah. he wanted to make money, because he was he was the one that was sort of driving and pushing that ability to to sort of keep things quiet like this while everyone sort of makes money. And they do a little bit of back history. I mean, there the there were reports on like and, and not just reports. Like there there were big vicious lawsuits and 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 p- mm-hmm. parts of the espn news cycle well before this with donald sterling oh, having yeah. like a, a slave owner's mentality how you pet players it's just i this documentary holds no punches the way that i think the last dance sort of glorified like oh, this, of course this thing that it, it is a it's it's just really it, i i i'm fucking so engaged i i think it's really great and if you can if you can i think you could probably watch it all in 14 days uh i i i just wanted to say how many episodes are there I think, they're like, I think they're like 12 or 14 of these oh, okay. seven minute episodes, um, which are, so in I, I, the format's weird, but they sort of stream directly into each other. So it, they, you don't get, it doesn't get broken up so much. It also doesn't have the like grand pause of these like, you know, 45 minute docs that like right. do, do cliffhanger endings at the end of each one that don't necessarily <laughs> have a cliff to hang off of. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I just I just wanted to say like I I know we had talked about it I went ahead and pulled the trigger and it's worth it's worth checking out so okay so d- actually so if you do the free trial run I think then I, that's the only thing I I do watch it, it then Queefy um, Queefy the only I thing I would know. say is, is they, uh, they did was it ESPN that did they actually um, there was a podcast uh, series there was yeah and it's about re- Sterling it's, and the whole thing too which was incredible. also very good it's also very good I'm not I'm not saying one or the other I just think that right now this is a really uh, the same, you know, in the same regard, topic in and, the same uh, yeah. regard that we were, everyone was really caught up in the last dance during quarantine. I think mm-hmm. that this is something worth checking out. It's also, you know, like you can watch on your phone. It's only, it's an only, it's only in an app form. So like, you know, right. It's, it's meant really, to be sort of watched yeah. on like mobile devices yeah. and stuff. I think. So, so, so boom, check it out. It is meant to, I'm not, uh, this is not an ad for Queefy. This is just me <laughs> giving you my own. Personal but speaking thing. of which, can I just, can I get on my horse here about this stupid streaming service thing? Oh God. Quibi. <laughs> sure. I just, sure. I, it, it, <laughs> this thing is—it's got to be the dumbest idea I think someone's ever created, and it comes from like the, the Jeffrey Katzenberg dude who who helped create like uh, DreamWorks 
and has been like a studio executive uh, for like I think Disney or Warner Brothers or whatever, blah blah blah, over the years and long it's time a, ago. But it's original like, programming, right? Like that's it's the, all been, yeah, but it's all just original programming, and it's all these like you said, it's all like seven or ten minute long, long segments. Yeah. Uh, and shows or or whatever. I don't even know. If it's not even all documentaries. I, I don't know if they do like sort of. I have not comedy. I have not explored. Um, the, I have not explored the the app. I've I've only gone as far as this. But I'm, I'm the, the the idea and the point of this is I, it's sort of it's disappointing that it's it's such specialized streaming services with exclusive programming these days. Like like you have to buy. There's like you know there's three four dozen of these kinds of things. It seems like more, you know it keeps coming up. Yeah. Um. And it's, and it's like they're not sharing programming available. Like I've, I've even seen Amazon now doing like you, you can find like I think sort of Netflix's shows on Amazon and vice versa can, and some yeah, other places. You can. And like and, and so someone thought about this idea. I was like, hey, let's do this because because the um, the younger generation has a can't hold their, span. their attention yeah. span for very long. Sure. Right. And yeah. then. And then, but so they created this thing and then now like, because it's failing and it's not doing very well and they don't have many, many subscriberships is that Katzenberg went in, par- in an interview and, and said like, I attribute everything that has gone wrong with this to the coronavirus. It's, it, that doesn't even make sense. Like, but, right? Yeah. Like I, this, attribute, because of, the, because I, of this pandemic, attribute it to the, advantageous for you. You just, service. you thought, here's the deal is like, uh, I, I mean, I don't know the success or, or lack thereof of this. Um, I, I think you're just filling a niche that doesn't need to be there. You've got you try you, to create your you've own got niche, YouTube, which you can create a video as long as you want or as short right. as you want. You've got TikTok, which is there for you know filling that void that Vine left. Uh, there's just I just don't think that there's a a need for a seven minute like streaming service. I I personally find it frustrating. If these were like if I wouldn't watch just one thing that was only seven minutes. Now that that being said, I watch Beef House, and those episodes I think are only like twelve or thirteen minutes. But and somehow they're just perfect, like they're perfectly what's, sized. What's Beef House? Beef House? Oh, dude, <laughs> what's Beef House? That sounds like you. So it's Tim and Eric of uh, of Tim and Eric's um uh, awesome show. Oh, okay. It's a sitcom called Beef yep. House, and there's a lot of awesome show uh characters plus uh. Jamie Lynn Siegler, for some reason, is on it. Uh, so you've got it's it's just fucking insanity, and it's but it's with but a it's laugh. animated. No, it's 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 a sitcom. Oh, like okay. With a laugh well, track I don't know if it was like an and a typical sitcom. house. No, it is a it's it's like a traditional like full house okay. style sitcom, but the way that only Tim and Eric could do. Uh, and it's an Adult Swim thing, so it's shorter. Um, and there's only like six or I, mean, I think there's six episodes. They're so fucking good. It's this is a this is a full beef house plug. Uh, but I don't think that they do Does that he, because but, because they like because they're constricted into a seven minute time frame. I think that that's what time works for this show. And because there are there's no need for time limits because we're not pocketed into half hour or hour long things unless we're like still watching cable or network TV. There just doesn't need to be any sort of restrictions on how long anything needs to be, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And and but I do, I also do think like the uh, Cartoon Network and 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 Adult Swim type of thing, like they're they they've sort of they've sort of I don't want to say they've earned the right to sort of make a program like that, but it's sort of in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Right. Like they not all their shows are like are are they're all different. They're all creative. They're all unique, and and they all have like sort of a a a, a style to them that somehow fits like if you watch a 12 minute show it sort of fits their whole 
body of work, I guess, or whatever you want to say. So for them to do it, it sort of makes more sense. Like even after, but when you say that and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense to me in my head, just, just to start the service and then realize, I, I think he even had quotes in there saying like, he's like, oh, we learned a lot of things that like what we should and shouldn't have been doing. And like, uh, part of it was, um, sharing, uh, some of these shows with like your friends or like, Hey, you should watch this one, you know? And like, like it, it's all part of like social media style kind of stuff. And like, you didn't figure that out from ahead of time. Listen, I would have never got queeby, queefy. I would have never got queefy if, uh, <laughs> if I would have read this vanity fair article about, yeah, right. About exactly. It, 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 like so. it, they seem to like do everything that you, like you imagine you starting something like this and going, Hey, you know, we should do this, 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 and this. And they went the complete opposite route. It feels like it's just designed to fucking sell to you. Right? It's also made by like a 60 or 70 year old dude who was yeah. like, Oh, let's market it to the freaking uh, uh, whatever the young generation is called. But, um, millennials? No. no. Is that right? No, yeah. they're Gen Z now, I think. Whatever it is. Yeah, but it's, it's like, you know, like you, you couldn't have found someone probably more out of touch with probably what people actually sort of want or interested in. That's, okay. I, I, are you done with your, your, I don't yeah, think we need to, that's fine. That's I don't think we need to give this, I, I did, it did make me wonder, like, what happened to like John Skipper's DAZN? Is that just dead because like there's no live sports anymore? Like, is, do, yeah, I, I, I think want, they're even looking into, like, I think I read that they might even be trying to sell that or something. Yeah, I feel like they built it to sell it, but I, and they definitely hit big with boxing, but I, uh, you know, I, Maybe they had some cricket on there. I feel like, man, I, I feel like a, a company like Dazzin or Dazone, yeah, uh, should should well, how did, did they definitely definitely them? got fucked in this whole quarantine. They did. Thing. I think they did. And and I, I like I don't know if it's a good product or not. Even I like I nor do that was I. one of my my points. Like you just brought you just said it. It was like I for the longest time I thought it was just called Dazzin. <laughs> Like, I, how am I supposed to know that's supposed to be DAZN? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Also, uh, wasn't that already, like, wasn't there a Pizzone? Wasn't that a half pizza, half calzone that, like, <laughs> like that pizza, Hut. pizza Hut introduced with, like, Tommy Davidson? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. They, he's like, I'm Tommy Davidson. I have the worst cornrows in America. Eat a Pizzone. <laughs> like, who Pizzone. I want a pizza with more bread, please. And just scorching hot lava that can spill in my lap. It's a calzone. Like what? The, I don't understand what Who the difference is. Who wants a fucking calzone? I nobody wants. I know. I don't. I don't care for calzones either myself. But who wants a calzone? Who wants more pizza. bread in their pizza. pizza? Yeah, I just want pizza. Pizza sandwich. Fucking yeah. stupid. I don't even eat hot pockets for that exact no, reason. Man. Hot pockets no. just are made to burn your flesh. Yes. They're molten lava. Mm-hmm. They're molten lava. Just. Microwaved into a crazy, <laughs> crispity, crunchity, gooey, nasty. Now, pizza rolls, I might be, you might be able to get me into. You know, one time, <laughs> one time, I was at a party in like high school and I was, you know, drunk and hungry. And I found, I, I went to the basement and found like the, you know, these people had like a deep freeze. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, like yep. people had, you know, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, deep freeze. It's some, I don't know whose fucking house this was. I feel kind of bad now thinking about it. But I found some fucking pizza rolls, and I was like, "If I bring these upstairs, people are gonna eat them." So what can I do? And I put, a, I put, a, tried to cook them in the fucking dryer. I put them <laughs> on the perm press setting in the dryer that was also in the basement. And someone else came down. and was like, "Oh shit, that's a good idea." And we just sat next to the dryer watching tre- tumble dry some fucking Gino's pizza rolls to try to <laughs> I'm out enough to eat them. <laughs> so I can't front. I do, I do like a pizza roll too. I do like a pizza roll. <laughs> 
Now, Chris, I'm not going to ask if you were on anything at that particular time when you thought that was a good idea. No. I, uh, I, but uh, that's an extraordinary thought that went through your mind. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This actually might work. This yeah. just might work. It might. Do, and I'm such a greedy guy. I didn't want to share my pizza rolls. Those fucking things take nine hours in the oven. There was no yeah. way it was yeah. going to fucking dry. I was like, let me just steal their food and fuck up their dryer real quick anonymously <laughs> and then stumble out of this fucking rando house. It's like, <laughs> God, sometimes, man, sometimes I look back at the shit I did and I just feel so fucking guilty. Kids, I just feel so kids man. Kids, yeah. kids suck. Um, I, I hope one of, whoever of your friends listens to this show like from back in the day goes, Oh, I know, I know whose house that was. I wish, yeah. I wish I, I, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, I, if anyone out there can remember, mm-hmm. fuck, I, I don't know who the fuck would, would know. And yeah, there were illicit drugs involved, but they were not like anything too bad. <laughs> just, just LSD or something. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to eat on LSD, but anyway, uh, Moving right along, and and since we're on the topic of being uh, a little throwback, a little memory lane, I feel like we should pour one out for the great Kurt Thomas, and not Kurt Thomas of the Knicks, and not Kurt Thomas the photographer, Kurt Kurt Thomas the uh, world-class gymnast and star, movie star, of the uh, timeless classic Gymkata. I mean, that was a really good moment of silence, I feel like. Yeah, that was nice, yeah. yeah, Um, Did you like Gymkata? Have we ever talked about Gymkata? Chris, I've never fucking seen Jim Cotta. I haven't I, you? No, it's not for me, man. I like that. Have er- you tried to? I'm. I gotta. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you, Chris. I'm like. I'm not a big. I'm not a big like like '80s karate like fight movie guy. Like I love Bruce Lee, but you're not really big action movie guy either. Really? No, it's true. I don't. It's not really my. It's not really my uh, wheelhouse. Now I loved Blind Fury. But like, I'm not trying to watch like the last Highlander or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <The> perfect weapon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'll want it. Like I just, up. I just loved. I will. I just loved horror in that era. Like if I went to the video store, I was skipping right past fucking Jim Cotta, and I could probably draw that fucking that box office photo by memory. Like I, I can see the movie poster in my mind. I just, I can't. I, I just never watched it. So that said, should I? Um, if, if you're, if you're, if, if you and John Sargent ever get to a point where you, you're, you're kind of over the, the, um, Christian Slater kind of theme of, of watching a movie each week. That will never happen, at least not on my side, but yeah. Okay. But it's, it's probably one of those kind of movies that I, I think you guys, I think it would be a really good thing to, for you, the both of you to sort of watch together. And I don't even know if John's ever seen it or I feel like he probably hasn't. Actually, he wouldn't, I don't know. Like he would, it might surprise me. He might've watched it and he'd be, he'd be like, this is the worst movie in the world. I can't watch this thing. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a terrible, it's a terrible, stupid movie. Yeah. And it's so like blatantly like this guy, somehow, I don't know how this guy is got this just a, a karate like, kid. Like, or is sort this more of, like, it, blood no, sport? It's sort of like, um, it's sort of like, um, blood sport, uh, hunger games. Ooh kind of like a style where like he goes to a tournament and like somewhere in, like, I don't know if it's like Mongolia or like the, you know, like far East, like a, like a, or like the middle East, like Kazakhstan kind of a thing maybe, but it's a, it's a made up uh country. Okay. I, there's a tournament. It's basically like a survival of the fittest tournament 
But uh, like you, the, you basically, if you lose, you die. Okay. Or you have, like you die, like like by sort of um, like you, you just die. Like you you either live or die. The, the winner is the only person that's left standing. So it's kind of like it's it's kind of like a what's that Bruce Lee movie where they have to go they go to the island and basically the same thing happens. Like, yeah, like, but except for the, like there's no drug dealer in the whole thing. Or yeah. Whatever, okay. And, um, yeah, like there's no ulterior motive. It's just it's just pure like you go you participate in this competition. Um, and people are trying to kill you and you have to sort of survive or get to a certain point or something like that. And, but it's sort of set up. Don't don't spoil it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know if he lives or dies. I just, I I, know, I know, but like he uses his gymnastics as like, as sort of a karate style. Okay. This, I mean, this movie came out in 1985. That was a year after karate kid. So it's definitely like some, some, uh, some, some they were probably trying there. to get something out of it, like yeah. in that style or from that. When did Bloodsport? Bloodsport came out like three years later, so this was ahead of Bloodsport. Now, Bloodsport, on the other hand, I fucking loved. Like that, I right. I could, I could. Bloodsport crossed all barriers for me. That movie was just absolutely, absolutely perfect. I right. uh, I agree. I mean, and a so great like, so Forrest Jim Whitaker has this cult following though too. But and I don't know because it's so bad, probably and it's so cheesy or something. All right. Well, I'm. Well, I think it's time. I it's time. I should probably. Probably give it a chance. Watch it. Okay. Give it a chance. Yeah. I will. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> Jim Cotta. Uh, so Kurt, Kurt Thomas actually uh, passed. I don't. I don't know how he passed, but I feel like he wasn't that old, was he? Like uh, he was either his 60s or like early 70s. Uh, he had some health issues, I think, and problems. I didn't realize, and, and I just kind of wanted to bring up the Jim Cotta thing just for fun. But I didn't realize that how actually impactful and 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 uh, amazing of a, of a gymnast he actually was. Yeah, he had signature like, moves. Yeah, he had signature moves, and uh, I think that's and, dope. Um, yeah, it was incredible. It was it was amazing, and it was like one of the first Americans ever, I think, sort of dominate. Uh, gymnastics yeah. in the Olympics. The Thomas Flair is like a move that like to this day is like a breakdance move. Like I, I, I he, he, and I, he didn't like try to chase the movie career thing either. He did it. It didn't work out. Movies, and he just moved it, on. Like yeah. he kind of, he didn't like, he didn't, he's not, I think what, they talked him into it somehow too. It wasn't like he wanted to be like, Hey, let's go to Hollywood. They I think probably, they came to they him. Probably like, wanted, we want, they probably want, they probably want And Caitlyn Jenner was like, no, man, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can kick, right. I can kick with the best of them, baby. Chris, speaking of uh, terrible movie ideas, okay. Um, I I just read this whole thing about uh, Michael Bay, who is you know yeah. one of the de facto yeah big budget action Hollywood movies that most of them probably shouldn't have ever been made. Isn't he a big part? Isn't he a big part of uh of <laughs> the, the uh what's that show where the, the the guys have the entourage isn't michael bay like all over entourage isn't he the one making the move like the the movie and oh i think uh yeah he might have made one of their movies or something that he yeah. did yeah i don't know I, it was I, aquaman I, or it was one aquaman of them or yeah i i uh yeah i might have been a that might have been a james cameron though two movie or something me oh that might be it i fuck i i i hate all michael bay movies but keep going yeah, so like Bad Boys is, is probably like one of his. That movie ones sucks. That movie sucks. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I like Bad Boys. I, anyway, yeah, so okay, we can get into this later. Uh, continuing his kind of idea, bad ideas of of making movies. Apparently, he is set to produce and create a COVID nineteen inspired film titled Songbird for some stupid reason. No. Um, it'll take two place, or it'll play. It'll take place two years in the future. Wow. With the pandemic still going on due to multiple variations of mutations of the virus. 
and it'll have I guess it'll have some sort of like similar tones. So, like, so uh, you, uh, wanna, you know, like, do you remember Cloverfield and like of course uh, Paranormal love, Activity? Yeah, those or or uh, it's or I was just thinking of um, I'm really f- brain dead today. I apologize. Uh, the the Blair Witch, right? That was another one of those style of movies. Like, yeah, I think so. Right? That kind of yeah, that kind of came along. That kind of started maybe that kind of genre of like these sort of like found weird, weird sort of uh, haunting social isolation type of uh, of of. Um, oh, you mean like the social? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're. But, saying. But I mean, Blair Witch was like horror film and stuff. So I, this won't be horror, but it'll be sort of like horror ish. But like all that sort of like. Um, you know, uh, uh, what's the, t- I can't think of the, I'm pretty dead too, the t- term, but like, you know, when like all of, all of society is like sort of gone and devastation and like, you're left with sort of nothing. Post-apocalyptic? You know. Post-apocalyptic. Yes. Thank you, Chris. So you're apparently right. he's trying to make this and also using the advantage of, and I don't know if he could do this anymore because this is sort of going away, but like sort of the, the, the advantage of like the lockdowns and the empty streets and, and, and that kind of stuff to somehow shoot. Uh, that kind of style and stuff because you taking advantage of these sort of like empty cities and whatnot uh, to sort of kind of show that kind of, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't understand Michael. So my, Michael Bay, first of all, that sounds stupid and boring, but like I've watched too soon. I've Wait. watched, I've watched one transformers movie. It, They're bad. You know that like, so M- Michael Bay movies have an average rotten tomatoes rating of 37. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's his 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 most popular movie might be The Rock, which go back and watch it. It's pure trash. It is. I you, I love you, it. You though. think you do? You think you do? I, I thought it. I did too. I love it. It's shit. I'll watch and it. I Every love time Nicolas it's on, Cage. I'll, I'll watch it. It's terrible. Now that being said, I do have a soft it's spot. Terrible, I do I'll have a spot it. a soft spot in my heart for Armageddon, and and it might be the Aerosmith soundtrack that brings brings a tear to my eye. It. It might be the the understated acting abilities of Billy Bob Thornton and Owen Wilson. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Uh, it is I, his movies suck. Transformer movies suck. Like I, I the hate. Bad. They, 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 are pure trash. I just, I, yeah. I'm Harper, Like this is all. These aren't good. Actually, you know what? Uh, lately, thirteen hours. Uh Um. I don't the know. The uh, soldiers of Benghazi or whatever. Okay. Uh, that's actually it's it's uh, John Krasinski's in it. There's actually a lot of like good sort of like I don't like no John B, Krasinski's B or C level actors though that you recognize and you're like oh that guy and that guy and that guy kind of thing you know whatever. It's actually that one's actually a pretty decent movie I think I enjoy it. I'll, I'll every time it's on I, I find myself watching it. But I I like those kind of movies though you know too well, like so Chris sort of war and whatever. So here's it not to take this too too weird of a direction and and I'll keep this short but. Uh, the wife and I watched for her very first time and, and my millionth time this past weekend, A Few Good Men, which is wartime, but it's also got that law spin to it. It's, an, it's, an incre- it's a crazy cast. There's, it's a, a regular who's who uh, mm-hmm. of, of acting and actors. Um, I, 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 that movie's... It's, it's a good movie. It's still so fucking good. How is mm-hmm. that movie still so good? And it, Cruise is so great. Uh, but he is I, great in that movie. But you're, you, the, I, I don't, I, I'm sure that there's been a million rewatchables about it. It just do yourself a favor if you if you haven't watched it recently, just go back and watch it. It just stands up so fucking well, and everybody mm-hmm. stays in their goddamn lane. Kevin Pollock pulls it. Mm-hmm. He, he goes a little too deep. He's he's re- like you really feel him acting, but but Demi Moore and and uh, Tom Cruise just bail him out time after time. They're like a little less heavy handed there, Kevin. Uh, but everyone else, like Kevin Bacon, is fucking yep. amazing. 
Keeper Sutherland. Sutherland's amazing. Even Cuba Gooding Jr. is amazing. And JT Walsh, of course, is like just JT, JT Walsh washing did, it yeah. up. Like, Ugh. oh my God, he gives such a great JT Walsh. Like Lieutenant Colonel Markinson. I love that. He's I, great that as a military name. guy. He's so he he the, JT. He is he like I, I if I if you I didn't know any better. I I would have thought he was in the military. Right at some point. He's, in life. Yeah. So do, there's a fuck. I don't know if you know this, but like, so Sling Blade, right? The movie Sling Blade. JT Walsh opens that movie with a monologue that like where, or there's a part part where not a monologue, but he's in, he's institutionalized with Billy Bob Thornton. He is so fucking creepy and so goddamn horrible in it. And apparently Mm -hmm. like the original version, like the short, the Billy Bob Thornton did JT Walsh was also in, I've never been able to find the original version. But of course oh. he was because he's fucking a dope ass actor. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, and and it, like he's he's so recognizable and so unrecognizable. He's just like the perfect character actor. I uh, I I yeah. Rest his yeah. soul. He was fucking amazing and and just added. Like he does does some back down. Like he's in a fucking scene with 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 Jack Nicholson and he's just he's just right there with him. Like yep. just understated and beautiful. So that fucking movie. It's still so goddamn good, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, I don't like. That's really all I have to say about. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, this is perfect segue, Chris, because I just watched. I I just watched an absolute horrific movie. Okay. The other night, but it has uh, one actor in it who who I it sort of gave that performance that we were just sort of talking about. All right. So if you'll indulge me for a second here, I'd um, love to. The movie I'd... was called Angel Has Fallen. Okay. And it's it's one of these movies. They they made a couple of them. It's with Gerard Butler, and he, the, the original one was uh, Olympus Has Fallen. It was about like sort of like uh, uh, domesticated terrorists take over the White House, and then Ger- Gerard Butler is like a Secret Service agent. He sort of says the president and the whole thing. Blah, Gerard blah, blah, blah. Butler is first of all. Can I interrupt you? He's a he's yeah. a piece of shit. I fucking hate that guy. Please don't tell me that it's Gerard Butler. It's not. It's okay. not him. Okay, it's good. not him. Thank it's you. not him at all. Good. Uh, but the movie, you know, whatever. That's a movie. It's a decent. It's a decent movie that I like to watch. It's a, it's a fun action movie. Whatever. Which one it's, is? It's uh, it's called Olympus Has Fallen. It was okay. the original. This isn't the one about the guys that do the like the the like. It's it's not the one where where Gerard Butler's the cop, like the bad cop guy. No, no, no. Like Ice no, Cube's no, no, no. son, like mastermind some shit. Okay. Nope. Yeah, okay. No, nope, no, no. That's called. Uh, I I haven't watched that one. I kind of want to watch. That well, I just tonight, I, I just never do. blew the fucking ending for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so so that one, I think it had enough success that they made a second one a couple of years ago called London Has Fallen. Okay. You know, and of course it's sort sort of same formula, and that people are trying to kill like all the world leaders though they're all meeting in London, and then he escapes with the president and has to survive and blah blah blah. Gotcha. And, and the president's played by um, uh, oh man, I'm drawing blanks here. Morgan Freeman. Oh, of course. Why not? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then there's always like someone like an inside man who's like double crossing them, right? About their, in their own, within their own political system or someone who they think is a friend who's actually trying to help this overthrowing of, of the president, killing the president, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Anyway, let me, let me make third you, one let now. Me, let me make you pause. Okay. Go, go ahead. I just, I, I'm, it, as I'm, as you're telling the story, I'm looking at the cast and I'm trying to guess who the actor is who gave this I think it's pretty obvious. Okay, just keep going. Keep going. Okay. Uh, and so they made this third one for, for I don't know why, but I think Gerard Butler just sort of wanted to fun, sort of finish the trilogy. I think he produced it, wanted to make it. It's, it's really bad. It's awful. I almost turned it off um, until, until this actor sort of popped on the screen. Okay. Um, and 
the, the actor was it's Nick Nolte. Okay, <laughs> thank thank God. Now now thank God you said that. I although I do see I I, I see some I like. Lance Reddick's in it, who's also a, a good yeah. a good he's actor. He's great. He's great, but he's not in it for very much. Okay, so what's it? Nick Nolte, who? Uh, so who's okay? So he's damn near 80s old, 80s, 80 years old. Yeah. I didn't know he was uh, still alive. Actually, to be honest, I didn't with you. know he'd I never won an done. Oscar till recently. I th- I thought he I thought he'd won an Oscar, but he 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 hasn't, which surprised me. He hasn't. Yeah, well, he he's kind of like sort of late in his career. He kind of had a little bit of a resurgent in like really good acting parts. Um, one of them we could talk about later too. I think is a really great movie. It's called The Thief. I think. Okay. Um, something, know. something. The, the Thief. I don't know. We'll we'll kind of circle around back to it. But anyway, so Nick Nolte comes on the screen, and he's not he's not in this movie a lot. He's I don't even think he's in like a quarter of this movie. Okay. But in but in the short amount of time that he has, you, I felt, and I I think everyone you sort of are reminded what it means to be an actor. Hmm. And, and like, and like sort of like these, these old schools sort of type of actors, I think where they, where they're truly sort of acting and they're putting all their years of sort of life experiences and especially in Nick Nolte's case is like tragic, Nick tragicness and like regrets. Yeah. Like he made you feel it all, you know, like for him and then like in this tiny performance and he sort of gets a couple minutes here and there and, you know, and, and, and it just, I don't know. It was so powerful. And like he, he talks, they sort of talk about it and he plays uh Gerard Butler's dad who sort of. He sort of left them uh, uh, years ago, and he has like his own problems. You know, he, he was in the Vietnam War, and he so he's like a former military man who has all these sort of you know mental and health problems and whatever. But you like you just you saw like the history, and like you realized sort of like J.T. Walsh about like sort of you you just saw, you just took in everything like his whole backstory, his whole life. He doesn't even say it basically or, or talk about it, but the pain and the regret he has talking to this to Dreyer Bartler, who's supposed, you know, who's supposed to be his son. Yeah. Well, I was like, man, this, this, like, this might be his actual real life stuff a, coming out. That's, I mean, I think that probably he pulls from that or he's just so fucking, he's so seasoned. Like, right. I mean, dude, is eight, like you said, he's 80 years old. He's been acting since 72. I mean, we, we brought up Nick Nolte a, a couple, when we were doing our, our, our favorite sports movies thing. Cause North Dallas 40 is mine. I think right. that, that was right when he'd started and yeah, he had, he had a ton of heart then. I, I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a Nick Nolte. He, he became a bit of a character of a caricature of himself. I think maybe in like the the nineties, yeah. but, but I, I, or later than that, I, I, I've, he's, he's been in so many fucking great movies and he's, he, he's, he's always there. He's fucking always right there. And I think you're right. I think yep. that he, he's, I love when you can, I just fucking love good acting. And I, and if mm-hmm. and if you if you can turn a movie, I mean I'm t- I'm talking about you know a movie that that everyone's great and you're talking about a movie where it's dog shit and you almost turned it off but yep. Nick Nolte saved it I that's a that's a I feel like Nick Nolte Stacy Keach there's a couple people out there that just really fucking know how to like just act. Be, to be in a movie act yeah just act yeah yeah that's you know, a, yeah. And not just sort of be like a, a star or like a, uh, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, it's sort of like, you know, there's guys like Jared Butler, I think, or like, I mean, I think Tom Cruise is sort of, uh, uh, sort of helped sort of destroy this notion. I think of acting cause it's sort of more about 
the starness of yeah. the of the of the actor, you know, of the person. Yeah. Right. Like you go to see Tom Cruise. You don't go to see, and that's why I love character actors, and that's why we love T.J. J.T. Walsh. Yeah. It's because they're they're sort of acting, and, and and you're not thinking of this guy as an actor. You're thinking of this guy as an actual or this person as an actual person, right? And women do it too. I didn't mean to sort of dismiss that, but um, and 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 Morgan Freeman, I think, used to do that a lot, and I think now he's just sort of mails it in, you know. And I think that's what happens maybe a lot of times. It's these guys sort of just mail it in, and it's just they're doing a job, and they're and they're just kind of doing whatever they want to do with that role. Whereas I, I think I think actors like J.T. Walsh and, and Nick Nolte like can't help but sort of just create this, you know, take it just take it further, yeah, and just and just create something in in it, and no matter how long it is, and or short it is, or whatever, or how big of a role it is, like or what it, the role he just was, he, he was just, I mean. He's out acting. Like, no, I don't think anybody else was really even acting in that movie. Well, I think the, I think the, the cool thing about like JT Walsh and, and Nick Nolte more so is like, it's a cameo, right? Like that's a cameo. It's not a bit yeah. part. It's not like he's yeah. not necessarily a character actor, but in both instances, like they're not going to play too far out of character. They're not going to do something too far out of what their wheelhouse is. Um, right, they're not and, like Pacino, like overacting, right? Or something but, or but they're also yeah. not, not like you know who they are. They're not like you. Nick Nolte's not going to try to like be like some slick thing or whatever. Like he at this point in his life, especially, he's going to be this person, but he's going to act so fucking well that no matter what yeah. he, however he's presenting the role, you're going to believe it. Like he's embodying yeah. the character. He's not becoming the character for him. He's the character. Yeah. He's cha- He's yeah. deciding how this character is going to be. He's not letting the script or the fucking director tell him how it's going to be he's going to he's going to give you the the performance that you want because he can give it heart uh the one thing that one other actor that i skipped over when i was talking about a few good men is is xander berkeley i don't know if you know him he was yes he's yep. uh he he was in one of your favorite movies candy man uh and 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 was you know i i i got to know him on on 24 but i see yep. him pop up all over the place and i mm-hmm. fucking always love him like he's part in in a few good men is so small all these he's just sitting in a room like basically giving the case to tom cruise and kevin pollack and he just does it so seamlessly and so and so great i like i i just love when i see him because i'm like oh we can take it easy this is going to be like this this is going to be great like let's just yeah here he, here he is he actually for some reason his um he has a very like small, it's it's not even a part almost in uh in an action Al Pacino movie uh Heat, yeah yes where he's 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 uh, his, uh Pacino's Ralph. wife is having an affair with Alexander yeah. Berkeley's character yeah right yes and just he's just sitting there and he's just sort of a he's actually he's sort of being almost cucked in a way to sort of bring back a word that we talked about before yes why not <laughs> but he's just I, I don't know but there's something about that scene that I remember and it's just him that has always stuck with me. You know what? We should do this. We should do our, our. We should do a to get off of this. But we should do a little list of since we love lists. Uh, our favorite character actors and uh, and Ooh, give some examples yeah. of why of why we love them. I I mm. those are two right there at the top. But I'm he, sure there's a million more he, that I. I oh, when I see them, to, when like, I see them pop on the screen, I get I get very very happy when it. When yes, it, when I do happens. too. He actually's had a role in uh, in The Walking Dead for the last couple of years. I can't watch The Walking Dead. I know you can't, and, actually, and but he he plays oh man he plays this guy who's just so like smart. He thinks he's slick, but he's smarmy, and he's just gross, and he's such a 
sort of a um, he's trying to play both sides, and he's he's just so gross, and I hate I can't stand him, but I love watching because he he plays that character so perfectly. He it's just so great. doesn't give a shit. He just doesn't. I love. He I doesn't, love. and he just he 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 somehow he he embodies that character so so accurate and so perfectly. It just it makes me sick because I like him so much. I. I also have to, I love, I shout out anybody who starts their career on MASH. Like that to me, is just like, you're going right to my Ooh. heart. You're going right to my heart. Mm. Wow. I, he was a fucking, nice. he was in Sid and Nancy. I mean, the guy's just done everything. And he like, uh, he's I, done everything. Uh, and you would never even know it like in a way. And I, that's, those are the guys I love. I love them too. Uh, Chris, or, we're, we're getting close to the end of our, our time, the, our allotted time that we self a lot, <laughs> but, uh, but I, 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 I figured we might as well, uh, just go right to, to gambling because, uh, there, there will be gambling soon enough. I had a, I had a, uh, a, a bit of a. I, I was coming in so excited to give you this, this hot take um, on Major League Baseball, which I guess I would have started the show with, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I can't because Rob Manfred fucking spoiled it for me. Uh, my friend, my good friend. Uh, uh, well, I won't. I'm not allowed to name names, but my friend who's a, a trainer for the Pirates uh, reported yesterday. Um, here in Pittsburgh, so I know that they're they're getting forced into into playing, and at least to start, he's he's been asked to personally like get, he's looking for a place. They're doing a season, and it sounds like it's okay. going to be it's going to be pretty immediate, and it's going to run through at least uh, mid September. Um, that's the time frame I was given, uh, sort of in in secrecy, but I wanted to spill it here. But then Rob fucking Manfred basically does it on the draft yesterday, so I I didn't I had this great hot take. I was like a real insider info, and this fucking douche from the fuck Mister Major League Baseball Commissioner somehow the worst commissioner with Roger Goodell on the table, like st- like somehow still manages to be the worst commissioner in, and in Gary Bettman of the NHL. yeah yeah. What a crowning achievement! And you could be fucking worse than Gary Batman and fucking Roger Goodell. Like you, you, ba- you basically, somehow you have to like sell like children as slaves. Like it's you, you can't you can't do much worse than that fucking guy. Uh, but somehow he has. Uh, so yeah, baseball is coming back. Uh, I, I have a very reliable source, um, and it sounds like everybody's coming like targeting on the same date in uh, in July to 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 get back, which means there will be some gambling. Um, okay. and, uh, and just so you know, DraftKings is holding me to all of my NBA bet futures bets. Uh, they never let me like cash out of, of them. So those are, those are still on the table, like it or not. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll be, I'll be riding or dying with the heat and the Lakers. It seems like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> decisions that I made so very long ago. Um, but you had, you had a, a gambling hypothetical that I wanted to, that I wanted you to, to, to run past. Okay. So, uh, this actually has to do with football. Yep. That's fine. Um, because obviously why not? Um, I, it's just more of a question because I don't even think I've seen this posted anywhere. No, that's what I love so much about it. Right. Uh, so who, who would you rather bet on? being on an NFL team first by or by the, or by the start of the season or just at some point on a team, Cam Newton or Colin Kaepernick? Well, th- this is an easy one to me. Um, I don't, Colin Kaepernick isn't ever going to sign with a fucking NFL team. Like, right. No, like, I don't think so either, but I feel like there's might someone whatever, might like one what, of these owners or something might just go, they might, they might, but they, but he ain't going to fucking sign with them. He's, he's not, right. he's not going to do I, it. I don't think he is either. Because it'd be a terrible. I mean, for look, one good reason too, is like I, did. like he can't be guaranteed a starting job. 
he doesn't fuck want a starting job. That's my personal opinion. I think at this point, being out of like four side, years, I think that's a side note. Of I think it being too, out right? of like four years, I, I, this is not about like ability, I, or maybe it is. I just, uh, no, I, I can't imagine going fr- from this is such a huge success for him. The fact that he's got that, that this symbol of kneeling has. It, the finally people are understanding the message and people are defending the message The like, it's right. not about, it's not about defacing the flag. It's not about going anti military or anti USA. The finally right. people are kneeling in protest of black lives mattering and cop and police brutality and police murder and public lynchings. Like for him to then that, for that message to be out there without him having to go and sport a fucking uniform and try to take the field and be this like, figurehead like he's done it like he's, he's done it and and to have i also think that the stakes would be just so incredibly high for him if he yeah. did get out there and play right. to get his ass kicked like i just w- i wouldn't want to see it and i hope and i hope he doesn't come back i hope he stays prevalent and in the public eye and i hope he's at games and i hope he speaks out against the commissioner who still hasn't backtracked on on whether or not he was blackballed because yeah, i just don't think he wants the litigation um mm-hmm. and and i think that i I Cam Newton like it's it's a fun hypothetical because God fucking knows what's going on with him. But I just I I guess it's more of a hope than than a than an actual take. But I I just hope that Colin Kaepernick doesn't come back to the NFL. Yeah, and, and it's sort of the reason why I kind of brought it up because you and you sort of just dove in perfectly. I think for that is that is that for those reasons is that people keep sort of talking about it, and and, and I've noticed a lot of people sort of sort of saying like, hey, you know, the NFL should you know, take that one more step and right the wrong and like, you know, bring Colin Kaepernick back, you know, and like someone should sign him. And, and, and my whole late. point and idea was, was exactly the same as yours is like, I, I, I don't think that's actually a good idea or, or a kind of a legitimate idea. Like it, it, he, they don't need to, they, they shouldn't just bring him back just to bring him back. And like, also, he shouldn't just go back to, just, they just for them either. In the though. shitty diaper of what they did to him. They shouldn't right. get to feel good about bringing him back. They shouldn't right. get forgiveness. They f- yes. all fucking owners and management was implicit in fucking blackballing a fucking player for doing something that they're now fucking sta- saying is all good and fine and dandy. Like, oh yeah, we were always about peaceful p- protests. And fucking Roger Goodell can go fuck himself. He can fuck himself. Like, this is his fucking legacy. Standing beside Trump, blackballing a player that then two fucking three years later like was the face of everything we're doing right now i hope or we yep. the universal we uh it and, and kaepernick coming back he doesn't deserve that fucking feeling he doesn't deserve that hand handshake and fuck you yeah. jay-z you're as implicit as anyone i haven't fucking heard word one out of you mr fucking nfl like br- Gap Bridger. Yeah. Where, where, where's fucking Jay-Z been in all of this? I mean, I'm, t- yeah. I'm sorry. I'm f- it's fucking f- just makes me so goddamn mad. I, I like, and I, and so th- that's my thought. Now, Colin Kaepernick can do whatever the fuck Colin Kaepernick wants. It's a free, yes. it's supposedly a free country. And if he does come mm-hmm. back, I will support him wholeheartedly. And I will support any team that does bring him back. I, I and, and I would hope that it's only for a starting position and not just a figurative or, or like a, a, an act of symbolism. Yes. Uh, right. And I hope he wouldn't put himself in that position. Uh, but, but if he wants to play, fuck yeah. And they'll have him back. The, I would completely support it. It's just not where my hopes lie. I, I agree. And, and, and I don't think and I, I, I'm, I would like to think that he thinks the exact same way. And, and a, a lot of smarter people who aren't just trying to say something just to say something about this feels the same way. Like this, 
there, there is no legitimate reason on, on, on either side really to sort to, 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 to bring him back. And my other sort of just sort of viewpoint with this, making this sort of hypothetical is that the only actual real reason I could see him legitimately coming back or wanting to come back kind of ties into Cam Newton as well is that they both have to sort of wait for the season to, to begin. And that's why I kind of phrased it as like on an NFL team first and not necessarily by the, by the, by the start of the season. Yeah. That's, um, a, that's a, is, is a that, great it's point. an opportunity arises, uh, independently injury. and freely of itself. Yeah. Where and, someone and, gets hurt and, and they, they need a quarterback. And who knows what it looks like in, in October and, and, right. And, or November for that matter. Like, wouldn't it be great if fucking Colin Kaepernick came back and like three weeks before the fucking election, uh, just right. to bring this back into the view because America has very short fucking memories and America's going to pass this by. I wish they wouldn't, but they're going to fucking pass this by and they'll dilute this however they want to dilute it. Like it's, it's the nature of this fucking short memoried country. But, but in, and in that instance, I can't predict what it will be like, what the landscape's going to look like in four months. And uh, you might hear a completely different song come out of me. If, if we're like swinging back towards Trump's racist America and we need mm-hmm. something that's symbolic, like Colin Kaepernick coming back to fire mm-hmm. that fucking guy up so that we can like, you know, bring this back to, to the forefront of, because it's, it's, and it's important, and I, I get really like fearful that we're not going to keep this movement forward, even to the point where like I'm fearful that we're not talking only about Black Lives Matter on this podcast this week. You know, I, I just I, I want to I, I, I want to try to do, and I think you do as well. I want to try to do as much as I can to keep this momentum yes. moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. And and if Colin Kaepernick coming back is is a step in that direction, then Great. then I would then that's what I would want. Right. But if, and, but right. I and mean, again, like you said, it, it goes back to a, a time and a place for a, a very specific reason and, or a cause, um, and, and, and for, uh, as a necessity for, for him doing it for, for, for the right reason. Right. And, and, totally. and then I, I totally support that and that sort of notion or whatever, and, and not just as some sort of tokenism gesture. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't see how we could possibly. Uh, I don't want to segue into anything else. Yeah. No. All right, Chris. <laughs> we should uh, leave it there. Yeah, let's do it. Um uh have yourself a decent uh, a decent rest of your week and uh you too. Li- and uh and same to our listeners. Let's uh we'll catch you next week. Bye everybody. Peace.